0: Shalom to all. Today's office getting Lamed Aleph, and we're starting about a third of the way into the Ahmed with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miram Sar Basab Yaakov Maisha, her Nishama should I have an Oliah. And Lili Nishmas, Yabi Kmil Marta Haberm Kayim, his Nishama should I have an Olio. And the says, Truma someone who leaves produce in order to use them for Truma and Mayser. Mais or he leaves money, Lias Mafishala and Maestrus Shane, to use it for Mayser Shane. Maf and Bhaskashen he could separate based on this produce that they're still here. Now what's this referring to? So, the so have a fellow who's a traveling businessman. He's always going here and there, and on his travels, he's not necessarily getting produce that already had Truman Meister separated from it, so he has to take off that Truman Meister on his own. But he doesn't want to have to deal with having Truman Meister on him, so he does something very simple. He has a drawer in his house designated with produce in it, and that's going to be the Truman Meister for the produce that he eats on his travels. So for example, he leaves Sunday morning on a trip, and he's going to come back Thursday afternoon. He leaves some produce in his drawer at home, and as he's traveling, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, before he eats, he says, that produce that I have in the drawer in my house is going to be the Truman Meiser for this produce right now. And then he could eat what he wants to eat right now. And then once he gets home, he takes care of the Truman Meiser. And the same thing with money of Meiser Shaney, whatever produce that he has in front of him that has the din of Meiser Shaney, he transfers its Kedushah onto the money that he has at home and he could eat it. And this can all be done with the assumption that the produce is still in that drawer in his house. However, im Avdu, if it turns out that it was lost, he gets back home, he opens up the drawer and it's not there anymore. It disappeared. He has to be which literally means 20 24 hours, and the Gemara is going to explain what that means. Different that's Rebbe Laza's opinion. Now, it's important to note that this is Rebbe Laza Ben Shamuah, and we're going to see in the Gemara why that's important. Now, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi tells us something else. There's three times throughout the year a person has to check wine, meaning he has a whole barrel of wine that he set aside, that's going to be used as Truman and Meiser for all the different wine that he's been drinking when he's out. Three times a year, he has to make sure to check that that wine didn't become vinegar, that it didn't become spoiled, because if it did, he can't use it as Truman and Meiser for wine that he's going to be drinking somewhere else. Now, what are these three times during the year? That he has to check his wine, with the, the easterly wind, which is often called Ruach Kadim, that usually blows Matze Sukkis, Smadar, and when the grapes are growing on the vine turn into Smadar, which means the flower falls off and the little budding grape emerges, and Bishas Kinesis Maya when the water gets gathered in biser, biser is the stage of the grape where it's unripe, and Kinesis Maya means it starts ripening, meaning the juice starts filling it. So those are the three times during the year a person has to check his wine to make sure that they didn't become spoiled. Now the Gemara. Asks, My Meisla Ace, what's this Meisla Ace that Abelazar bin Shemuel is talking about? That when he gets home from his travels and he opens up the drawer and he sees that there's no produce in there, he has to be Chayshash Meisla a 24 hour period. So we have Machaikas. Rabbi Yechon says, Meisla shall bedika. He has to be Chayshash 24 hours from this check that he did right now. So he shows up at his house 10 o'clock Thursday morning, he opens up the drawer and he sees that there's nothing inside. He has to count 24 hours back, which means Wednesday morning, 10 o'clock, and any produce that he had in that 24 hour period, which he had used the produce in this. This drawer, or at least he thought it was in this drawer, to be the Truman meister for it. This produce, as long as he hasn't eaten it, is now considered not to be Truman meistered and he would have to take truma meister off of it. He says differently. It's talking about 24 hours from when he put that produce in the drawer. So let's say he left on his business trip 10 o'clock Sunday morning. He can only assume that that produce was in that drawer... Up until 10 o'clock Monday morning. That's ace of Hanachah from when he placed it in there. But any produce that he tried to truma and meiser, based off of this produce he put in the drawer after 10 o'clock Monday morning is not considered to be truma and meisr. Nothing more brings a ride for a mission for one of these sudden Tanan says, Im avdu, if this produce was lost, he has to be me'ezla'eis. Now, Bishlam Manda shall We understand, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that we're talking about me'ezla'eis of bedika from when he checked the drawer, as we had said, 10 o'clock Thursday morning, shopping the Mishnah makes sense. El According to the second manadomer, they were talking about of hanacha from when he put the produce in the drawer 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Hi, me'ez le'ez. Instead of saying may which is mashma that we count back twenty four hours, it should say up until twenty four hours. Meaning the mission should say that from when he put the produce in the drawer, he only has up until twenty four hours to rely on that produce that it was still there. And it would have said that by using the word odd, and it did not use that word. So we have a question on the second opinion. The Gemara says, "Kasha, you're right. It's a good question." Now we quote the mission where we said, "Deve Reb and we had said that's Reb Ben Shamuah. Now Um Reb Elazar, Ben Pidas says, "Chaluk and Al Reb B'lazer's chaverim argue with him, meaning the Chacham argue with her B'lazer and Shemua, and they hold that there's no me'es ace over here. We say that any produce that he had over his journey and his travels is not considered metuken whatsoever. And how do we know this? It's not because we have a Mishnah, a mikvah that was measured, and it turned out that it was missing water, and it doesn't have the required 40 saw to be a kashar mikvah. Any taharas that were done with this mikvah retroactively, whether we're talking about her shasayachid, we know that when we're dealing with Tome b'rshasayachid, Svekai tame, being whether we're talking about Tome, Bershusarabim, or Safek is Tahar, still, in this scenario, ice they're all considered Tomei. So, for example, a Klee that was Tomei was immersed in this mikvah, taken out, and then Truma was put into it, and then it turns out that that mikvah wasn't a kosher mikvah because it wasn't a full 40 saw so that Truma is considered Tomei. Or by the same token, a person who immersed in this mikvah is considered Tomei. So you see very clearly this Mishnah is not like Rebel an and our Mishnah. The Gemara asked Bshita the Chalukin, it's obviously they argue with Rebel what's the Chiddish over here? The Gemara answers. There's no You might say that when this Mishnah says Lima Freya, then anything done in this mikvah retroactively is considered tame, it means Lim afreya, only may tome, a 24 hour period, like Rebel Lazar, that no, when we say Lim afreya, it means forever, meaning from the last time this mikveh was measured, we assume that anything that was dunked in this mikveh from then until now is considered tameh, and it was not dunked in a Kashra mikvah, as opposed to Rebbe Lazar that would say that we only assume that it was bad for the past 24 hours. And then continues to explain the Mishnah with cetera that there was three times during the year that we have to check wine to make sure that it didn't spoil. Now, we just have a slight clarification. Tana, we have a the first time period that Rabbi Huda mentioned was this blowing of the easterly wind after Sukkot. What we're clarifying over here is it's the easterly wind blowing after Sukkot when it's the Tukkot, the new season. But if the easterly wind blew after Sukkot, but it was before the new season, so then we don't have to check the wine. Now, another member from Rabbi Huda, something that has to do with seasons. Tanah, you have a Rabbi Huda, says says, The three times, Times that we can sell grain, the before the planting season, Zara, and at the time of the planting season, Ubefresha and 15 days before Pesach. Price literally means half, half until Pesach. And why are we saying half? Because we know that 30 days before Yantif, we have to start learning about Yantif. So half of that 30 days is 15 days. Continuing, there's three times that we could sell wine, fifteen days before Pesach, fifteen days before Shavuos, and fifteen days before Sokis, and when is it that we're allowed to sell oil? The <laughs> from Shavuos and onwards. Now the Gemara asked, in regards to what Halakha was said? well, we're not allowed to sell wine any other time. We're only allowed to sell wine or seeds or oil at these particular times. So I'm a Rav, Rav said, some say, our Rav Papa, that said, we're talking about partners. We know that usually if partners jointly own something, one of them is not allowed to sell it without the other person. However, at these times, the price is at its peak. So one of the partners is allowed to sell these things without asking his partner because we know that this is the best price possible. So he's not going to be causing his partner to, lose out. And even if the price happens to climb even higher, the other partner is not allowed to say, well, I never gave you the rishos to sell it, because it's assumed that the price is not going to go higher than these times. The Gemara asks, what about from then on? Let's say 14 days till Pesach, or 13 days till Pesach. Is one partner allowed to sell wine without asking his partner? So Marav, Marav says, all days from this time and onward is considered its parak, meaning it's considered its time that it's allowed to be sold, and he doesn't have to consult with his partner. Now, once we mentioned this concept of the eastern wind being not good for wine, so we're going to continue talking about this eastern wind. The Psalm in Yonah tells us, Vahik is was when the sun was shining, Vaymat al-Kim Rach and Hashem prepared where he brought out a strong eastern wind. Now, if I ask my Harishas, what's his understanding of the word Harishas? So I'm going to the answer, Vashashashem and Hashemesh, when this eastern wind blows, Isa tulamim tulamim bayam, it makes furrows in the sea. It's such a powerful wind, the waves in the sea look like they're furrows of the field. That's Hashem of Harishas, like Chayresh plowing. So I'm going asked him, Yach, if that's Really, so. how do you explain that which it says in the Pasuk right afterwards? And the sun beat down on Yana's head by Yis'alaf and he fainted. If it was a strong wind, why would Yana faint because the sun was beating down on him? So Rab explains differently. What's his understanding of Harishes? When this eastern wind blows, it quiets. It quiets all the other winds in front of it, meaning all other winds might be cooling winds, but this eastern wind is so powerful that it stills or quiets all the other winds. And that's pshat in the following Pasuk, you whose clothing is warm, when the earth is quiet of the south wind. And when is it that your clothing is going to be warm? at the time when the land is quiet of the southern wind, meaning when there's no southern wind. because when the eastern wind blows, it quiets or stills all the other winds in front of it. So even though other winds that are cooling winds are blowing, and that would keep your clothing cool once the eastern wind comes that stills all of them and your clothing is going to be warm. And that's why Yain would faint because this wind was very hot. Now a story of Rav Hu'an Reb Chizda Havu Yosfi, Chizda were sitting Khalif Azl Geniva alaihu. Geniva was passing by them. Amar Chal Haveri one of these Amarim told his friend Necom Ikame, Dibar Urian, who let's stand up in front of him because he's a very Khashiv person Amal Eidach, let responded to him, make me palga Necom, should we get up in front of a palga? A palga is someone who's always arguing and Geniva was a very contentious person because he was always arguing with Mar Av who was the while he's talking, Ganeva approached them. Amrlehu, he asked them, "Bemayaskisu, what were you in the middle of talking about? What were you learning?" So Amrlehu, they told him, "Beruchas, we we're discussing the winds." Amrlehu, so Geneva told them, "Hachi Khan and Barava Amrav. This Ravchan and Barava said the name of Rav. That Ruchas Ben Ashvayes Bchal Yaim. There's four winds that blow every single day. V'Rachts Faines Menasheves and Kulan, and the northern wind blows with all them. The northern wind is a very balanced wind, and it cools all the other winds down. Shalmalekain, if that wouldn't happen, in elamiskayim afilu shalachas the the world wouldn't be able to last even for one moment because other winds would be too harsh. So they have to be tempered by the northern wind. And the harshest one is the southern wind. And if Ben Nates, who's a Malach that looks like a hawk, so it's called Ben Nates, A Nates is a hawk. If he wouldn't be Mamid this wind, if he wouldn't stop it, the whole world would be destroyed because of it. And how do we know this? Because the Pesach says, Is it from your wisdom that Nates stretches out its limbs, yifras knuff of and spreads its wings to the south? So we See, the nitz is the one that stops the southern wind. I another story about the winds. Rava, Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak Aviyosvi, Rava and Rav Nachum Bar Yitzhak were sitting. Havachalif va'azva Rav Nachum started passing by them. To Yosef begurka de dava, he was sitting in a golden carriage, upar s'alay sarbala de karti, and draped over him with some sort of greenish garment. Basically, he was riding in style. Now Rava azlagabe, Rav Nachum loy azlagabe. Rava got up to go greet him, and Rav Nachum didn't get up to greet him. Amar Rav Nachum explained himself. He said, "Dolmi inshid be'resh kalusinenu." Perhaps the one riding. In this fancy gold carriage is from the Reish Galusa's house. Rava Tzarech Lahu, I know. Reitzrichnel, needs the Reish Galusa, but I don't need the Reish Galusa, and that's either because Renachem Nachman was the son-in-law of the Reish Galusa, or even according to some, he wasn't, but he was still very wealthy, so he didn't need the Reish Galusa, so he had no reason to get up to greet this official who was riding in this fancy carriage. But now, okay, the Chazid Hava, once Renachem Nachman saw that it was Renachem Nachman riding in the carriage, Ozel he went to go greet him. And what happened when he greeted him? Galu Ledare, Re revealed his arm, meaning he raised up his sleeves. Omar, he explained himself, and he said, there's this wind blowing, and it's so hot, and obviously the carriage wasn't air conditioned, so he had to roll up his sleeves to make it a little bit cooler for himself. And more about winds. Omar um, Rav, Rav says, This is what Rav said, A woman will miscarry because of the eastern wind. Shmuel Even a pearl in the sea will rot because of this eastern wind. And says, Even semen that's inside a woman that still was able to impregnate her within three days, will pre and go bad because of this eastern wind. And Amr of Nachmar Yitzchak, he says, <laughs> The three of them darshan the same pasuk. The pasuk tells us, <laughs> Literally this means, even though he will be fruitful among his brothers, Yavei <laughs> Kadim, an eastern wind is going to come, Ruach Hashem Midbar Ayla, a Ruach of Hashem will come up from the Midbar, the of a and it's going to dry up his makar. and the pasuk continues, but now we're going to start explaining the pasuk, Yevash <laughs> Makari. what does that mean? Zumakar Shal Isha, that refers to the makar, the womb of a woman, which is is referring to the first drasha that a woman's going to miscarry because of this wind. The passage continues, which literally means, his spring is going to dry up. This is referring to this in a woman's stomach. And the passage continues, Literally, this means it will plunder the treasure of precious kalim, this referring to the pearl in the sea, this eastern wind makes it rot, so that's like plundering precious kalim. And continuing with this Pasuk, Rav, Rav says Adi says, the following is from the Chacham of Surah, the Daiki the very with my, what's understanding the Pasuk, kihu Achim Yafri, and remember, we had literally translated as, even though he will be fruitful among his brothers, here we have a different drasha, Amarav, Arova says, a handle which is stuck very very strongly into the hoe, raphia is going to become weak because of this eastern wind. And the way that we read the pasuk is kihu achim, even something which is bain achim, meaning even something which is like brothers. The handle which is inserted into the hoe, yafri is a lotion of raphia, meaning it's going to become weak because of this eastern wind. Rav Yisrael, Yisrael says afilo sikhso raphia, even a peg or a nail inside a wall is going to become loose because of the eastern wind. And Rav Achbar Yaakov Amar afilo kanya rafia, even a reed which is woven into a wicker basket is going to come loose because of this eastern wind. Hadron Lachkollaget, miles over finishing the third parakel of getting just like we were supposed to finish this parak together, we should be supposed to finish the entire Masekhzgeten together, and of course, all of Shas together. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new parak. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.